Sensi Star Jones here with the Keep It Loud Crew Podcast. Join us each and every Sunday as we bring to you live church service from the St. John's Episcopal Church, U.S. Virgin Islands. I hope you enjoy, and please leave your comments either on IG, Facebook, or Twitter. Also, look us up, www.keepitloudcrew.com. Let us pray. Lord, be with us this day as we commit ourselves to being your disciples. Help us to face the future unafraid, trusting in your loving care and presence with us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. A warm welcome to you this morning on this fifth Sunday in Lent. As you join us for this live stream on Facebook, here at St. John's Episcopal Church. The readings for today are for Lent B, sorry, are for Lent 5B. We invite you to join us again on Wednesday, March 24th, 2021, on our Facebook page at 12.10 p.m. as we celebrate the life and witness of Oscar Romero and the martyrs of St. Salvador. Archbishop of San Salvador, 1980. Next Sunday, March 28, 2021, is the Sunday of the Passion, Palm Sunday. And please join us for an exciting Palm Sunday as we worship our Lord. We continue to celebrate VI Culture Month, so remember to wear your cultural attire. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by The Vestry, thanking God for his blessings and love. Please remember Passion Week or Holy Week services are as follows. Sunday, March 28th, as mentioned, 8.30 a.m., Passion Sunday, Psalm Sunday. 4.30 p.m. on that Sunday, there'll be baptism preparation. Monday, March 29th at 5.30 p.m., Station of the Cross. And please remember, we'll be doing this in a socially distanced environment. Tuesday, March 30th, 5.30 p.m., Station of the Cross. Wednesday, March 31st, 11.30 a.m., there'll be a Lenten musical presentation. 12.10 p.m. on Wednesday again, there'll be noonday prayer. So please join us prior to the noonday prayer for our Lenten musical presentation. At 5.30 p.m., there'll be Station of the Cross. 6.30 p.m., Baptism Preparation. Thursday, April 1st, 6.30 p.m., Monday, Thursday service. Friday, April 2nd, 9 a.m., Good Friday Youth Service. And 12 p.m., Friday, Good Friday devotions. On Saturday, March 3rd, 6 p.m., would be our Easter vigil with holy baptism. Sunday, April 4th, 6 a.m., Easter sunrise worship. And Sunday, April 5th, will 8.30 a.m., will be our Easter Sunday worship. Thank you so very much. Our act of worship will now continue with our worship leader, Ms. Deshara Gums. Our act of worship will now continue with the ancient hymn from the CPWI hymn number 110, All Ye Who Seek For Sure Relief.
Our God is full of compassion and mercy. Oh, come, let us worship. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Please kneel. Together, Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace, there is no help in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent. According to your promises, declare to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. Grant to your faithful people, merciful Lord, pardon and peace, that we may be cleansed from all our sins and serve you with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please stand. O Lord, open our lips. O God, make speed to save us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Oh, come, let us adore him. We now say the Venite, found on page 82 in the Book of Common Prayer. Together. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with songs. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above our gods. In his hand are all the depths of the earth and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, Harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tested me and put me to the proof, though they had seen my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways of whom I swore in my wrath that they shall not enter into my rest. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. O oh, come, let us adore him. The psalm appointed, Psalm 51, verses 1 to 13, found on page 656 in the Book of Common Prayer. Please remember to pause at the asterisk. Have mercy on me, O oh God, according to your loving kindness. In your great compassion, blot out my offenses. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. And so you are justified when you speak and upright in your judgment.
For behold, you look for truth deep within me. And will make me understand wisdom secretly. Make me hear of joy and gladness, that the body you have broken may rejoice. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Give me the joy of your saving help again, and sustain me with your bountiful spirit. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. We now have the first lesson. Please sit. A reading from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 31, verses 31 to 34. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days says the Lord. I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another to say to each other, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. The word of the Lord. A song of praise together. Glory to you, Lord God of our fathers. You are worthy of praise, glory to you. Glory to you for the radiance of your holy name. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you in the splendor of your temple, on the throne of your majesty, glory to you. Glory to you seated between the cherubim, we will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you, beholding the depths in the high vault of heaven. Glory to you. Glory to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. The second reading is taken from Hebrew chapter 5, verses 5 through 10. Christ did not glorify himself in becoming a high priest, but was appointed by the one who said to him, you are my son. Today I have begotten you, as he says also in another place. You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications 
with loud cries and tears to the one who he was able to save from death, and he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And having been made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obeyed him. Having been designated by God, a high priest, according to the order of Melchizedek. Hear what the Spirit is saying to you. The song of Zechariah, please stand. Together, blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of all that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Please sit. A reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 12, verses 20 to 33. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will be my servants also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Canticle 21, we praise you, O God together. We praise you, O God. We acclaim you as Lord. Our creation worships you, the Father everlasting. To you, all angels, all the powers of heaven, the cherubim and the seraphim, sing in endless praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might.
Heaven and earth are full of your glory. The glorious company of apostles praise you. The noble fellowship of prophets praise you. The white robe army of martyrs praise you. Throughout the world, the Holy Church acclaims you. Father of majesty unbounded, your true and only Son, worthy of our worship, and the Holy Spirit, advocate and guide. You, Christ, are the King of glory, the eternal Son of the Father. When you took our flesh to set us free, you humbly chose the virgin's womb. You overcame the sting of death and opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You are seated at God's right hand in glory. We believe that you will come to be our judge. Come then, Lord, and help your people. Bought with the price of your own blood, and bring us with your sins to glory everlasting. The Apostles' Creed, please stand. Together, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and a life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us as, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us. O Lord, guide those who govern us. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. O Lord, save your people. Give peace in our time, O Lord. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten. Create in us clean hearts, O God. The collect of the day, the fifth Sunday in Lent. Almighty God, you alone can bring into order the unruly wills and affections of sinners. Grant your people grace to love what you command and desire what you promise, that among the swift and varied changes of the world, our hearts may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, our Heavenly Father, raise up your faithful servant, Thomas Kramer, to be a bishop and pastor in your church and to feed your flock. Give abundantly to all pastors the gifts of your Holy Spirit that they may minister in your household as true servants of Christ and stewards of your divine mysteries. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A collect for strength to await Christ's return.
O God, our King, by the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, on the first day of the week, you conquered sin, put death to flight, and gave us the hope of everlasting life. Redeem all our days by this victory. Forgive our sins, banish our fears, make us bold to praise you and to do your will, and seal us to wait for the consummation of your kingdom on the last great day, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretch out your arms of love on the hardwood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you. For the honor of your name, Amen. In time of great sickness and mortality, O most mighty and merciful God, in this time of grievous sickness, we flee to you for comfort. Deliver us, we beseech you, from our peril. Give strength and skill to all those who minister to the sick. Prosper the means made use for their cure, and grant that perceiving how frail and uncertain our life is, we may apply our hearts unto that heavenly wisdom which leads to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Most loving Father, you will, you will us to give thanks for all things, to dread nothing but the loss of you, and to cast all our care on the one who cares for us. Preserve us from faithless fears and worldly anxieties, and grant that no cause of this mortal life may hide from us the light of that love which is immortal and which you have manifested unto us in your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray to you, O Lord God, for those in positions of public trust, that they may serve justice and promote the dignity and freedom of every person. For the 46th President, of the United States, Joseph, and Vice President Kamala, that in a hundred days within a dispatch of business, they will reach their goals. For Albert, our governor, Tregenza, our lieutenant governor, for our Virgin Islands legislature and the governor's cabinet, that God will guide them in leading the nation and in promoting the values of freedom, justice, and human dignity. Lord God, may your people be a crown of beauty and a royal diadem in your hand, as we pray in faith for presiding bishop, the most reverend Michael Bruce Corey, for our diocesan bishop, the right reverend Edward Ambrose Gums, and for all clergy and laity in the diocese of the Virgin Islands. Almighty healing God, your blessed risen and ascended son, Jesus Christ, went about doing good and healing all manner of sickness and disease among the people, Continue in our hospitals and research centers his gracious work among us, especially those ministering to people affected by the novel coronavirus. Console and heal the sick. Grant to the researchers, physicians, nurses, all healthcare providers, their assistant staff, wisdom and skill, diligence and patience. Prosper their work. Healing Lord God, and send down your blessing upon all who serve the suffering and are searching for relief. Today we pray for Bishop Wright and Bishop Freed, John, Reverend Father Ron, Father Gregory, Reverend Katian, Hollis, Chris, Corrine, Bernard, and Monica, Sister Shrika, Azaja, Victor, John, Cyril, Sandra, Pablo, Janet, Janice, Joanne, Baby Kiran, Phyllis, Christopher, Roots, Albert, Dorothy, David, Omari, Douglas, Nadia, Albert, Clement, and Loretta, Jonila, Violet, and for all who call upon the church at this time for prayers, that their weakness may be banished and their strength restored, and that their health being renewed, they may bless your holy name. We pay this through your Son, Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns one God in glory everlasting. O God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off 
and to those who are near. We hold up before this morning our church here at Saint, of St. John's and all of its partners. For those two elected to serve on a vestry and as delegates to convention, for those on various committees and ministries, for those who support our mission and ministry as we prepare to celebrate 260 years in this community. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold. Pour out your spirit upon our flesh and hasten the coming of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The church's mission statement together as disciples of God we at St. John's Episcopal Church are called to restore all people in unity through Christ embracing justice, peace, and love. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. The hymn before the sermon, hymn number 71, in times like these, you need a savior. Good morning, my brothers and sisters. You may be seated. Yes, be very sure. And yes, indeed, we have to remember that we do have a savior, especially this past year where we were faced with this pandemic. And we have a lot to reflect on. 
and be thankful for. Because many families were not able to be here today to say, I have a savior and thank you. Brothers and sisters this morning, as I always told you, I never go, went to anyone's theology school. I did not study theology, but I speak from the heart and what the word of God has put within me. So I hope the message that I bring forth to you is a blessing that you can take forth to others and spread that word as a reminder But yes, yes indeed, sorry, we have a savior. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, open our hearts to hear the word and know your voice. Give us faith to receive your word, understanding to know what it means, and the will to put it into practice. O oh Lord, speak to our hearts and strengthen our wills that we may serve you today and always through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And we all say, Amen. This morning, I'd like to begin our message by setting the tone so our young people who are here today and those who are listening will be, along to be allowed to follow along or be able to follow along with the message that I bring to you. We can compare the readings about Jesus and his followers like a magnet. All of us have had experiences with magnets. And how the magnet attracts metallic objects that it meets. The magnet has a, the great power and the will to draw many objects to itself. The people who were following Jesus taught Jesus had come to set up an earthly kingdom. But Jesus came to earth to die for our sins so that we would join him in his heavenly kingdom. Because Jesus knew he would soon be crucified, he said to his followers, I am very troubled. What should I do? Should I pray to the Father and ask him to save me? do you think you would answer him if should he ask you that same question? Put your answer in your mind. Would you tell him to pray or would you give him to another answer? But although we may have thought he should say pray to his father, Jesus told the people, no. This is the reason I came here and when I am lifted up, I would draw everyone. Notice he said, everyone. Not just some, not just a few, not just those who are saved, those who we may consider to be living righteously. He said, everyone to myself, John 12, 32. The Bible tells us that he told them so, so that they would know he was going to die. The people who saw Jesus entering the city may or may not have understood the implications of what he was doing. Considering his miracles, his notable, that was notable, that of raising Lazarus, and because of his public appeal, the people thought that Jesus would be the one who would overthrow the Roman government. These people were looking for a ruler. Yet, how unpredictable they were. In just five days, some of these same people would join the voices with those crying, crucify him, crucify him. We will read about that and learn more next week when we come to service. While they expecting him to come as a king, they never expected him to die. When it became apparent over the few days that Jesus would not overthrow Rome, the same people who cheered him 
turned on him and rejected him. He came unto his own, just as the prophet had said, and his own received him not. Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. When my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour. And when I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself, he said this to indicate his death when he was to die. No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Verses 24, 27, and 32 to 33. These verses paint a clear picture of why this Jesus came into the world. He came to die. His ministry was primarily, was not primarily, excuse me, about the preaching, the miracles, or the disciples. His entire life was centered around the day he would climb to Calvary and be nailed to the cross. His entire purpose in living was to die on the cross. People in Jesus' time often wonder about who he was and why he was doing certain things. Jesus tried to tell the doubters about himself and often used parables and metaphors, illustrations to do so. They did not understand or believe that, God, that he was God's son. Nor did they believe that he would come to die and come back to life. But Jesus knew he was going to suffer and he was going to die. Jesus came to this world for the single purpose of dying for our sins. Why? Because he loved us. Jesus draws men unto himself. Before he died, he never came. Many came to him in faith. However, Jesus believes us that by his death on the cross, many would be drawn to him. To think that he would endure death to save us, that is almost more than the mind can comprehend. To this day, people don't understand. They, they do not understand the very reason of him being here among the mortals, if he was the son of God. But God knew his reason for putting him here. And as we read our Bible more and more, and we research and follow the scriptures, many of us have come to understand that. My brothers and sisters, consider what Jesus endured on our behalf. Consider where we would be as a people today had he had not done the things he, had, he did, had he not been sent here by our God. Let it become real to us. The truth of that brutal day does not even move many of those who claim to have been touched by the awesomeness, life-changing power. The cross still has the power to move. Have it moved you? Jesus used a picture familiar to us, the planting of grain. All who heard him speaking stopped and wondered. Now many of us do that, don't we? We plant a grain and we stop and we wonder, is this grain going to plant or is it going to die? I know I do. I am the worst planter. 
everything I plant, when I go back and by the end of the month, I planted it by the end of the month, the, the, the thing is going like this. And if it's not hanging over because I may have forgot to water it on a regular basis, it's because then I put too much water. So I am, don't ever ask me to plant anything for you, okay? Because you would never be able to reap the harvest. Everyone knows that a crop could be harvested. Seed had to be planted first. And those grains of seed were placed in the ground and they died provided a means whereby a plant would be produced. This new plant possessed the potential of bearing thousands of new grains. Jesus knew that he was like that grain and that he would have to die and give up himself, his life, to help others, to help us. Through his death, we have life. In today's reflection, for those of you who may not have read it as yet, of the forward day by day, the author of the reflection tells us, and I quote, sometimes I have to leave the flowers in our, we have to leave the flowers in our lives and appreciate them for their time. And then we have to let them wilt so that they can come back even stronger the next year. So maybe that's why I had to do it. Let the, the plant wilt and then wait to see what would happen. But what I do, I pluck it up and I throw it away instead of letting it. So maybe that was my problem. In life, there are times when we must give up something. And I'm sure during this pandemic, many of us have to, had to give up a lot. For example, there are families that are faced with having to give up their jobs, whether to quit altogether or have their hours cut, have their pay cut, so that they can stay at home with their children during this time to help them with their learning, to help them with their education. Because to, to us, we know that is very important. So they elect to give up their job so that their children can get an education. But in doing so, in giving up, we gain greater blessings, including eternal life. Do we think Jesus would have told his father, me, I am not going amongst those earthly people I stay up here and I could see how they're reacting. I do not want to go amongst them. Imagine if he had tell his father that. Would we be here today to be able to say, I have a savior? Because Jesus died and is risen from the dead, he has the power to duplicate his life in every single person. Not only here in St. John's Church, in our community, all over every single person who places their faith in him that is why paul could say i am crucified with christ nevertheless i live yet not i but christ lives in me and the life which i now live in flesh i live by the faith of the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me, Galatians 2.20. Not only does Jesus save us from sins, but he also gives us a brand new life. Jeremiah tells us that the Lord will forgive our inequities and remember our sin no more. For this is my blood for the new covenant, says Jesus, which is shed for many for the remission of my sins, Matthew 26, 28. He allows us to live a life that would otherwise have been impossible. This is the essence of being born again. Jesus takes us as we are, and he saves us by his grace. Then he changes us by his power. 
He begins to live through us, and that makes all the difference in the world. As the psalmist shares his praying words of the wrong that he has done in Psalm 51, we are reminded of our own sins and iniquities against God. And as he continues to pray, he prays for a sign that would help to make him clean once again. Verse 11, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and, a, and renew a right spirit within me. He believed that God would provide a sacrifice and blood that could be sprinkled even for his sins. That clean heart and right spirit is Jesus. The one person that God sent for us to save and direct our path to do good. Which brings me back to my opening metaphor of drawing the power of the madnik, which is strong, but is nothing compared to the drawing power of Jesus. When we see his great love, we are drawn to him. He willingly died on the cross to pay the price for our sin. And when we trust in him, we receive the right to become the children of God. Even after we become children's, God's children, excuse me, we will still sin. And that is not pleasing to him. But that does not mean he will stop loving us. When we go through tough things and time, we know God will help us and bless us as he has already done and shown us by doing so with his son, Jesus Christ. We are reminded in John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Ha, huh, y'all thought I was going to sing it because I told y'all, wait this week. Ha, ha, ha. That is why he sent his son to have him use the power to draw us back to himself when we are going astray and lead us in the way in which we should go. Jesus is always with us. There is no power stronger than the love of Jesus. I like to share this simple prayer that I came across, and your response is, our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. God is our refuge in times of trouble, keeping our feet steady upon the road, watching over us, and keeping us from harm. Where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. God is our fortress in times of distress, circling us in the safety of his arms, granting peace when lives are not at ease. Where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord the maker of heaven and earth. God is our Father, who knows us so well, wanting only the best for his children, willing always to forgive and forget. Where does our help come from? It's from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Yes, my brothers and sisters, Jesus is Lord. Men today can do what they please, as long as they remember. Jesus is Lord. Folks can live as they please, but Jesus is still Lord and King, and he would have the last word. So my question today remains this, is Jesus your King? Do you know him as your personal Lord and Savior? 
with all the proof that we have given, with all the scriptures that we have looked at today, how can anyone not understand that Jesus indeed is Lord? In knowing he is, then you will either face him on an altar of repentance, where you will come to him by faith and be saved, or you will save him at the throne of judgment when you will be where you will be forever condemned. The Lord is in the building, my brothers and sisters, today. He's right here amongst us. Will you come to him this morning? Our psalm writer tells us, lift Jesus higher, just a little higher from the earth to eternity. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men, again I remind you, not some, all men unto me. Let us pray. Eternal God and Father, by whose power we are created and by whose love we are redeemed, guide and strengthen us by your Spirit that we may give ourselves to your service and live this day in love to one another and to you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, Amen. Lift Jesus higher, just a little higher. Come on, help me. Lift him high for the world to see. And if his eye be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw men unto me. One more time. Just a little higher, 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 lift him higher, 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 from the earth to eternity. And I said, I be lifted up from the earth, will draw.